Okay, so we are in the uh, still in the laws of Cholamoid, uh, which again I believe it's more complicated than people need uh, should realize. You know, we think we all know exactly what you can do and what you can't, and uh, we're seeing that um, a number of factors. We started off with tircha, something that's heavy duty we should avoid, uh, and then we also uh, threw in a few other things. Uh, number one, the idea of doing it in a um, not a professional way, but doing it in a non-professional way. And then we had the idea that it has to be something that's needed for the holiday. And then we said, well, what if you just need to make money? You know, you need money. And so then the question was, um, what's considered uh, something that would be a loss? You're not obligated to lose, to take a loss, Dover of it. And we're seeing that it's... Uh, uh, we even had a question, can you collect money where you could find the people today and not tomorrow, it'll be a loss. Or if you need to uh, uh, pickle your uh, food, otherwise it'll get spoiled, that also would be a loss. And So those were some of the things we were talking about. Now the next question, uh, we kind of th- uh, moved into another area, which is another time where work has to be avoided. Um, Again, it's uh, Yantam and Shabbos are very easy. Don't work. It's forbidden. Just don't do it. Cholamoid uh, is so much more complicated. There's another time when it's very complicated, and that's when Chas Risholam, nobody should ever know, uh, if they lose a close relative and they become a mourner. So then also work is forbidden. So then the, uh, the, the Mishnah that we started this new chapter put a similarity between the two that a person who's mourning is not supposed to work. Uh, he's not supposed to. So then the question was, well, what if he's in the middle of something when he finds out the news? That's, that was exactly our discussion, uh, being in the middle of something. So the Gemara uh, uh, talked about at the very end yesterday, uh, there was a rabbi that had a partnership in, uh, in a cow. He had one cow and his friend had another cow and the two of them went in the plowing business. And, uh, you know, rent a plow. It's a good, uh, good business. If you're farmers, you, you don't have your own plows. You need to rent two strong uh, uh, bulls, whatever, to pull the, uh, the plow. So the problem was one of them became a mourner. So technically, uh, he could have allowed his partner to rent out the cow, but he didn't do it. He went to the barn and he pulled the plow off, the, off his cow. So the question was, we learned that it's okay. So the last lines of yesterday's Gemara on 11b were v'savar adam chashuv shani. A famous person is different. An important person is different. We're going to actually see a case today. But if he were to plow, somehow people would have found out about it. And they would have said, oh, these laws about not working on, on when a person's mourning are not so serious. Even great rabbi so-and-so, he kept his plowing business open. They won't realize that, well, he didn't plow his own house, and he had a partner, and there were a lot of ways that, that people won't know the rest of the story. They will just know that rabbi so-and-so in his mourning kept his business open. And if he did it, then they could do it. And so, therefore, the concept that an important person, a chash of a person, famous person, has to be even more careful than the regular person. That was the final thing we had yesterday as we turn to today's page, 12a at the top. Amar Shmuel, Mekable Kibolas Besochat Chum Aser. 
What about if a person has a business where he gave it to a non-Jew? A kibolis is, um, we've talked about it a little bit yesterday. It was a business arrangement where you hire somebody to do a certain job. Um, you hire somebody to do a job for you. So in this case, you hire a non-Jew to do a job for you, a person does, and then he becomes a mourner. Or then it's cholamoid. Uh, we'll have to see exactly what we're referring to. So he says the following. Uh, if he does it, uh, it's inside the Shabbos boundary, it's inside the Tchum, you can't have that happening. Outside the Tchum, then it's okay. Let's see, Rashi right away, to give work to a non-Jew to do, where the non-Jew can do it at his own, he can, doesn't have to do it on Shabbos, he can do it whenever he would like to do it. When he does it on Shabbos, and everybody knows everybody knows he's doing it on Shabbos uh, that's permitted you're allowed to give your clothing to the dry cleaner right before Shabbos right before dark even inside this room he says you, can't, you don't see the washing machines you don't see if, you, if the dry cleaner does uh, if you give it to the dry cleaner right before Shabbos, nobody sees his machines running. Nobody knows he's doing it. Something that's very public. Contractor that's doing work on your home inside the Erev, that's very public. Then it looks like a person is directing it, a person is arranging it. They won't realize that the contractor can come whenever they want. Um, I had a question on that, Rashi, because um, I thought you had to allow at least enough time so that it could be done before Shabbos. Whether they wanted to do it on Shabbos, that's not your question. Well, that's, well, that's... So why did they... He did allow enough time. In other words, he's not picking it up till... He's giving it to him right before Shabbos, but he's not picking it up until Sunday. So he oh, could I do see, it on the on the end. On they the end. Finished it. After yeah. Sh- oh, I see. But the oh, question so is if the work that. is done on premise or not. It's also that he's doing it, so to speak, in his own house. Right, right, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, he's doing the it. private side of it. But right. still, right. you can't, like, like, I don't think I could bring a truck to you that needs to be fixed, knowing that you're going to end up fixing it. There's not a time for you to fix it before Shabbos, and I'm right. pick it up right after Shabbos. Right, you have to pick up Sunday morning, that's right. Like I'll that. leave you truck and tell. Okay, sorry. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I'm saying, that's an example, right? Right, right. that's right. So, um, yeah. So this is that concept of, of being outside the Shabbos boundary. So Amr Papa, even outside the um, the tchum, that doesn't help. In other words, let's say uh, it, it doesn't work out exactly like that. But let's say our tchum went to Sandy Springs or went to Morningside. So you'd say no problem. Uh, the workers are working uh, over there in Morningside, or they're working in Sandy Springs. But you know what? There's another shul over there. So it's outside Yerdchum. Uh, there's no other city nearby. If there's another neighbor in the Mekarvel Hasam, the whole idea of doing it outside is the idea that Jews don't see work being done for a Jew on Shabbos. But if it's, uh, it helps, you know, if, if it's outside the city, that's one thing. But if it's in, next to another neighborhood, that's not going to help. And even if there's no other city, Next, the next door, and Namilot, we only say El B'Shabbos and Yom Tovim. 
that's on Shabbos and Yantav de Loshkiak inchi de Azalahasim. You know, on Shabbos and Yantav, nobody's going to know if there's work done outside the city. If it's done outside the Tchum, there's no other neighborhood, there's no way anybody's going to really know about it. So nobody's going to look and see, oh, they're working on Goldberg's business over there. Nobody's going to know that. But if you're doing work on Cholomoid, that everybody travels on Cholomoid, it's a business day. People are all over the place. There you can't do it. So it's, it's interesting. He's saying the whole idea of Chutzit Kum is that nobody typically is going to be around there, but if it's in the middle of a business day uh, where people travel there, then uh, you can't do it because people are going to say that this person's working on Cholomoy. They're not going to realize he hired an outside company to come in and he didn't require them to work on Cholomoy. He just said, I need the job finished in uh, you know, a certain amount of days. Marzucho Breder Nachman Bonalei Apanja. So we have that case with the building. Now, today we have this problem. People hire contractors, and the contractors like to do work on Shabbos. It's not so simple. Um, so on the one hand, they don't tell the contractors when they work. Uh, most of the time, though, uh, the contractors do, um, uh, they work inside the tchum. Most of the time, it's right in the neighborhood. And so there is this question people have to really ask before they make these arrangements uh, so some people, what they do is they tell them not to. And the thing is, contractors don't really listen to you. <laughs> so they tell them not to work on Shabbos. And if they do, they do. But it's not that you told them to. That's, a, that's how some people... Uh, they, the question is, are you required to uh, be on top of them that they don't do it? So, I think there's also a difference if uh, people can see them or not. If people can't see them... I think yeah, yeah, I, I hear that. Uh, here in the neighborhood, you see them, though. That's the, the truck's outside. No, if someone is doing an inside basement job on your sub pump or whatever, no one I see. really sees them. Right, yeah. doing a roof job, it's a different story. I see. So, you can hear them. It doesn't become a disturbance on the Shabbos. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you're in the Shabbos meal and you hear the noise of, yeah. of your, you know, your neighbor, the Kolo guy. Is, uh, there's, there's work going on over there, right? Whatever. So, again, people should ask questions about that. It's definitely a, but if it's outside the Tchum, you wouldn't have this issue. But the story here is Marzutra, the son of Nachman, was building himself an Anpanja. He built himself a palace, a, a large structure. And he didn't tell them to work on Shabbos. He gave them six months to do it. So that's a kibolis, meaning that they weren't required. They could do it whenever they, they had to just do the job. And it was chutzat chum. So uh, they would not visit uh, this uh, rabbi in this house that he had built on Shabbos. He himself didn't use that house that was built. Aye, what's the problem? It's only forbidden to hire contractors inside the tchum. Outside the tchum is okay. So why? what was the problem over here? This, uh, this building was outside the neighborhood. So the Morris says, if, if he did it, then everybody's going to say it's okay. Or the reason why this was a problem was he was helping them. He was delivering the materials. So it's one thing if you hire contractors, they come whatever they want. It's another thing if you're dropping off the materials for them. What was he giving them? Petivna. He provided the straw for the building. Okay, very interesting. Uh, also, when a person has contractors in their house and you're letting them in, 
So people see that you're letting them in. It's also a little different. So again, there, there are nuances in the halacha. He permitted the bugneries to do the work of the exilarch on Cholomoid. So what exactly is a bugnery? So uh, Rashi says it has something to do with the tables. Misade shulchanos. First I thought it was like waiters, but uh, it seems like they're table fixers. Uh, they used to have people that would build the tables. I, that's my... Archgold Arch calls it a table steward, which kind of sounds like a waiter, maybe. Yeah. But I, I wasn't sure why a waiter would be a problem on Cholomoy. You could even do that on Yantif. That was the that was my hesitancy to say it was right. a waiter. This it right. sounds this was something I that the, I guess there's a Rabbi, uh -huh. I guess there's a machlokus in art scroll because my version says to do their work of repairing the tables on Cholomoid. Oh really? Yeah, oh. He says it on right here on top. Oh I yeah, see. Right. The definition says the table steward and I think we'd always think that it's a, a waiter, but the footnote says they were doing repairs. They were doing repairs, okay. To the table. Uh, sometimes waiter, maybe the waiters do repairs too. <laughs> okay, that's a, waiters are, are jacks of all trades, by the way. They are taught to get the job done. Whatever's needed, they, sometimes they fill in for the chefs. Sometimes they fix stuff. They, uh, their, their goal is to make sure that the show runs. Okay, but at any rate, they were doing their, he permitted them to do these work on Cholomoy. So the question is, uh, how is that okay? That's, uh, doesn't that look like work on Cholomoy? Amrakivin de Agar lo he said they didn't get paid a wage. What they got paid was in food. Shoshu to Mashashule. Well, less Banu, and therefore it's not a problem. It's an interesting kind of, uh, of job. In other words, they, if, you were, if you fix the table, you got, you got some food to eat. Um, it was a barter, yeah. So now we're learning also that if you're not actually paying money, it's paying in barter, then maybe that, that makes it less of a problem. Okay. General Rabban, then our rabbi said. Bartering food, though, it is. Surely it's not, you could, if you do this, I'll give you my lawnmower at home. Right. I think it's because everybody knows it's not a regular wage. It was more of a, of a barter system, so it didn't look like business. So perhaps that's, that's so it. has nothing to do with the fact that it's going to be consumed or... or that's not, if I understand my, what you're asking is, what happens if you hire a contractor and instead of paying them, you say, oh, I'll give you a lawnmower or I'll right. give you, right? So would that, would that be better because it's barter? Yeah, but it's not... It's, so well, this, I guess my question is, is it's not going to be con consummated on Cholomoy. The payment? Food, yeah, the food's going to be... Oh, I don't know if they would... Would it mean that they would eat at the meal oh, where they, they, would, they fix they the table? For later, you mean? Uh, could be, or it could be it was oh, eaten at Cholomoy. I don't know. I don't know. There's not enough of the details here, to be honest. I don't know whether. Let me by that the question about the Avungari. The Rashi immediately after. Right. Right. They fix the tables, yeah. So that sounds like the note as compared to, you know. Just a waiter, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. And again, though, some places they have to set up the tables. The waiters, um, that, in other words, the, uh, the waiters, the, the table setup sometimes is you have to put, the, you put two blocks and you put the, yeah. the piece. So that's what I was wondering if maybe that's what it is, is the, um, you know, the people who arrange the tables, uh, who put the tables up and they get to eat. You know, that, that was the barter in those days. Okay. Tanra um, and right in the middle of the page. Uh, to, uh, the middle of the what about if you accept work to do, but not on Cholomoy, but for after Cholomoy? 
you can't do it. Anything that you can do, you can ask a non-Jew to do. If you can't do it, you can't hire people. Hiring people to do work is work, even if it's for after the moid. We learn you could do it. As long as you don't measure. You don't take money. You don't count. This implies you could do future contracts. As long as you don't do it, you use a shinui. You do it a little bit differently than you usually do it. The, uh, so again, we're talking about on Cholomoid, what's permitted. Our rabbis taught uh, you can't Put an animal, you can't mate animals on Cholomite. That actually is, is work. It's hard work to get animals to uh, those type of certain animals where you need to mate them. It's, uh, it's, uh, you can't do that in Cholomite. Uh, you know, try picking up a donkey. You know, it's just not easy. And there's a similar halacha that you don't do that with the firstborn, or animals that used to be karbanos. That's a type of work that we do. An animal that was a firstborn, we treat with a holiness that we don't work it in that way. You don't uh, mate animals on cholomoid. Is that the right word to mate them? Is that breed. The, breed. Breed is the word. Thank you. I knew there was another word. Okay, you don't breed them. Animal husbandry. Husbandry, okay. Rabbi Yehuda Omar Chamorah Shitava. They're talking about, though. If you're a farmer, it comes up. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to do anything. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so uh, I think you do. So he says if the donkey uh, is in heat. So right. apparently donkeys aren't always in the female donkeys aren't in the mood always. Right. And you have, to, you have to get them when they're in the mood. Otherwise, later on, they just won't even do it. That's right. So Marvin, so you're allowed to take the male donkey and, uh, and uh, breed it with the female, even though it's work, in order that the, the donkey not cool off. Uh, the charcoal babies, but other animals you can just put them in the barn and let them do it themselves. Um, so again, I don't know what I don't know, it's a, it's physically if you have to pick up the I don't know exactly what's well, involved. Rashi says. He says you pick it up and you grab the animal. Oh, okay. Let's see the Rashi. Let's see Rashi. Emavin ain't oxena behema. You don't grab the animal umavin olazachor. He says the work is holding the female down. <laughs> well, you bring the male too. It sounds like both. The female won't won't let. Won't let the male mount her if she's not, if it's not like proper time. Uh huh. So Ra- Rashi seems to say both. Ain't oaks you don't grab the animal and then bring the male on it. Oh, okay. Then uh, uh Rabbi, now what if you're in the dung business? <laughs> Great business. Okay. So ain't my dear fertilizer business. Ain't my dear love Shabbos love you tell me we love a cholushomoy. You you don't uh, you're not supposed to do that work on Shabbos or Yantav. Basically, what you did was you had people bring you their animals uh, when they needed to go, and you had them go in a certain place. And uh, I suppose you uh, you made arrangements that made it worth their while to have their animals do their droppings in your uh, in your place where you collected it. So uh, you don't arrange that on Shabbos and Yantav to have everybody coming in your and bringing their animals to go. The ibal mayalim, if it's if it's an automatic system, you know that animals know to go where to go, then that's okay. They may say no so, and you can't help them. I don't, I don't know how you help animals go to the bathroom, but okay. I, I think it means like directing them to have them go, because if they don't go in the right place, right. you know, you need them to go. Yeah. It's amazing that donkeys will go in the same place, and you'll have a pile of donkeys 
uh, Jones. But cows are all over the place. Okay. Cows are all over the place. He's won't saying donkeys are very regimented. You could get it where they're going the same, but, but the, the goats in there. The, the, donkeys only poop in one little section. Uh, I see. So I don't know why. It's okay. Saying Muslim Shomer. And uh, you don't help and you don't, uh, you don't, hi- you don't hire somebody to watch them with Narasonim. Let's say you hire a person for a week, a year, a month. Seven years, um, then they're allowed to work. Rabbi says, On Shabbos, you're allowed to, Betova uh, means that you would pay them back. The question is the, the arrangement. In other words, you, um, uh, you do a mine this week, and I'll do yours on Sunday. Right? On Yantuf, you pay them with food. Uh, and then on Cholomoid, on, uh, you're allowed to pay them a regular ways. We hold like Rabbi. So uh, really, you, you begin to learn there are a lot of uh, halachas that would apply to uh, to cholamoid or to Shabbos and Yantif when one has has uh, animals and different things to do. New Mishnah. Now, so before the previous Mishnah, this is almost a repeat. Before you were in the oil, you were in the middle of of, of crushing your oil, and then the person got the bad news that they became a mourner, and the question was about finishing or not. This Mishnah is a repeat. In a different job, this instead of being in the middle of oil, the person was in the middle of making his wine. Uh, this the the wine was in the the crushing pit, the era of it, and then he became a mourner. Oones, Oshi too, or or the other thing was the uh, the workers uh, cheated him. They ran off. They were supposed to be. They were supposed to come. Um, this is also a problem that happens. People hire workers, and they just don't show up. Much like COVID. Yeah, this is what talking about. <laughs> that's right. And so all of a sudden, certain workers don't show up. So then, uh, and it's cholamoid. Uh, we keep on switching between morning and cholamoid. But zo or or the zolif begomer begaf kedar kadivrevyosi. Basically, you're allowed to finish the job because it'll be a total loss if you if you don't. Mm-hmm. Rav says, He says instead of finishing the job. You can do something to make sure the wine doesn't spoil, and then finish the job after uh, after cholamoid uh, or after the morning period is done. Uh, Rashi also lemudim that you can't seal up in the usual way. you figure out something. There, there are other solutions to being able to finish the work later that it shouldn't be a total loss. Okay, so basically, though, this is the repeat of the previous mission by the oil. Uh, this is the same halacha by the wine. So why do we need two Mishnayas? Uh, that, that's always been the question of the Gemara. Once you have the rule, you know it. You don't need another Mishnah. Srika. The Gemara the, the knew you were going to ask that question. And so the Gemara begins with Srika. No, I got the answer. We need it both. Why? If you only said the first Mishnah, oil is going to be a big loss. Oil really is going to, uh, if you don't allow them to finish the job, you're in trouble. Avachamra, but wine, no, it's not such a big loss. I'm not sure if it'll just be a little more sour or whatever it is, but it won't be such a big deal. So maybe we don't allow it. If only this Mishnah, there Reb Yehuda argued it. But maybe by the oil, where there's a bigger loss, he would agree to Reb Yossi, so therefore we needed it. So every industry has its... Uh, Flavoring. Progress for fermentation. 
I was thinking you could use it as wine vinegar if it's really, you know, if it goes oh, sour. That's exactly what they were talking about. Just let it sit for longer and become vinegar. Right, but that's not a total loss, whereas if the oil gets lost, it'll be a, uh, mm-hmm. but it'll be along those lines, yeah. Who holds that you can do it, but you have to do a shinui? You have to do it in a different way. This, again, we're very familiar with from a writing that says if you need to write, you can write, but you hold the pen a little different or you tilt it. You use a shinoi. Who's the one who holds you got to do that? That's not like Kavyosi. Or Yosef, Allah, we hold like Kavyosi. Um, can, uh, can you seal your beer barrels on Cholomoyd? And uh, apparently, if you don't seal them, uh, Rashi Lamisha, Logov Hachabis. You've got a, a wooden barrel, I guess, or an earthenware barrel, and you've got to seal it. Uh, otherwise, the, uh, it'll ferment or whatever, it'll, it'll go bad. So you, need, you also got to keep uh, things out of it. So, can you seal an Ancholomoid? So, Omar Lahu Sinai, his nickname was Sinai, Omar Halacha Kurebyosi. We hold like uh, Rebyosi. And Rebyosi said you can even seal it in the regular way because it'll be a loss. That's what the Mishnah said by wine. So the Gemara said, Amid Omer of Yossi Bechamra. Maybe that's by wine. You're allowed to seal your wine barrels because there it's a big loss. Beshrikir miyomar. But who said by beer? Amr Chaimer Tamemai Mishum Denafish Pseida. The whole reason you could allow to work on Cholomoid sealing all your wine barrels is because you're going to have a big loss. You're not obligated to take a loss. Shikranami Yisei Pseida. He said, wine, a beer also, if you don't seal it, it's going to be a loss. Domer Abaye Abaye said, Omer li ein. So uh, Abaye was an orphan, and he was raised by uh, his, it was like, a, I guess it was his nurse, or, and he always, was, he was always grateful to her that she raised him. And he always quotes her in the Gemara. He said, mother said, you know, Omer li ein, mother said. He always says that, mother said. He said, bar shi soi vishi mi bar timna veloshi. It's better to get six barrels of wine that are sealed well than eight barrels that are not sealed well. You know, if you buy something, and it, today, like, they, they always say, if, if it's tampered with, if the seal is broken, don't buy it. You know, like, the, that's the section of the supermarket where, you know, you, don't, you know, the things that are not sealed well, you've got to be suspicious. Maybe the product is not good. So even with beer, it's like that. His, mo- his mother always said, make sure your beer barrels are... are she, she was amazed. She get advised him about everything in life. She told him about all the, all the information. Okay. He said the laws of Cholomoyed of are just like the laws of dealing with Samaritans. Uh, so, Bahalacho. So, what do you mean? He says to tell you that they're sterile. Uh, it's... Uh, it's a funny expression. We'll talk about it right now. Let's do the Rashi real quick. But an Akura is a woman that can't give birth. He says a woman who's, who's sterile, uh, she is what she... Sometimes a person marries a woman because she can have children. Uh, she'll have a family. And then sometimes uh, women are unable to have children, but it's a good wife. It's, uh, the woman is... Uh, 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 so you, all you see, you see, what you see is what you get. In other words, uh, sometimes people uh, would have a shidduch, they would lo- be looking, would the woman make a good mother? What kind of family is she from? And other people, they're not, they're not future looking, especially if, the, if it's at a stage in life where they're not looking to have children. So they're just looking at the woman's value as she is, not as a mother, not as, uh, that's a, 
if you're if you're if you're strictly speaking just looking at that. So uh, he's saying that th- this is like a sterile woman, meaning you can't learn. Usually, you see a halacha and you want to learn from one area to another. These laws are a chorus, meaning you can't make comparisons. Let's do the next Rashi. The Ainla made zumizu. The Ema Kashem you might argue, oh, I'm allowed to do this, I could do that. Kamoba Kusim. The Loa meaning you don't say he hate them Bahai. The Kusim were a strange breed. They um, what happened was uh, they brought the Samaritans were non Jews that were brought into Eretz Israel to uh, when the Jews were exiled. And they became convinced that the Jewish God was angry with them because they didn't know how to serve him. So they had Kohanim teach them laws. And they converted to a semi-Judaism. So there were some things they kept 100%. Those things they kept, they kept even better. They were firmer than the Jews you know, and the keeping them. If the Samaritans did them, and then there were other things that they didn't do at all. And go figure. It didn't make sense. Why be consistent? You know, either do everything a hundred. No, but the Samaritans. So he says, Baha'i Lafit. He says that. So when the Gemara over here says that the laws of Cholamoid are like like a sterile woman, uh, what it means is uh, that, and that they're also like the laws of the Kusim. What they mean is you can't make comparisons easily. For whatever reason, some things the Kusim do and some things they don't. You can't imply because they do this, they do that. They just there's it's like certain chapters they never read. It's, it's the way it is. So, uh, for example, he says, You can seal a jug, but you can't seal a barrel. Why? I don't know. Whatever. You can't make comparisons. Um, apparently, the one is more work than the other. Uh, and so something, it just crosses the line. One takes a little more work. Uh, One's worried more about a loss, and one is more worried about effort. So what's the main focus? Is it that there'll be a loss and that's why work is permitted? Or is it it's a big tirch? He says, let's call him as we turn the page, like some things uh, you, you won't get in trouble if you do it, but it's forbidden. And some things are totally okay on Cholomoid. So it's, it's again, it's our overall theme that it's really complicated and you can't always make easy comparisons. Okay. Rav Huna, Huna, he had his field plowed on Cholomoid. He, he, he harvested. He, he did a harvest on Cholomoid. So you know who asked him? His son. They say, Rabbi Barhuna, Le Ravuna. Rabbi, the son of Ravuna, they both were scholars. He asked Ravuna, Token You're allowed to do grind up your flour if you need it for Cholomoid. If you don't need it for Cholomoid, if something will go lost on Cholomoid, Mutter. If it won't be lost, then you're not allowed to have men that's if it's already harvested. If it's attached to the ground, I feel the cool of it, even if it will be a loss, usser. Uh, now, on the other hand, if you have no food whatsoever, you have nothing to eat, that's different. Coats are, you can harvest and put in bundles and thresh and winnow and borrow a token. As long as you don't plow with cows, that's like too obvious if you do it with cows. So uh, the bottom line is, apparently he had food to eat, 
and he still harvested his field. So he asked his father, what, don't, uh, what, didn't we learn this opinion that said you're not supposed to do it? We don't hold like that opinion. That's a uh, yachidoy. That's a das yachid. That's a singular opinion. Uh, again, you always need to know that. Sometimes you see somebody says that's his opinion. There are other opinions. The Tanya, this was said, Rav Shimon ben Gamliel said it in the name of Rav Yossi. Not everybody agreed. First wide line. If it's already cut off the ground, even partially, so, and it'll be a loss, then it's mutter. If it's attached, even if it's a full loss, it's usher. This opinion says it doesn't like harvesting something attached. It feels that that's like the ultimate profaning the holiday. The e Rebyosi, and according to Rebyosi, you, you, you should even be allowed to use your cows. Who's the one who holds as long as you do it in an unusual way? That's not like Rebyosi. He said you could even use your cows. He says, I'll tell you why. Usually, you don't always use your cows to do this. That's why it's not a shinoi. The question is, what's considered not normal? So he says, I, apparently, sometimes you use the cows and sometimes you don't. I don't know if it's talking about plowing or it's talking no, no, about... Producer. For threshing. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, for the, 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 thank you. That's the, that's for, the disha was where they stepped on the wheat to, I don't know, threshing, threshing yeah. You're allowed... This is an easy way to remember from tekina. Tekina is ground uh, sesame. So that's that word tekina. But here we're talking about uh, grinding. You're allowed to grind, which is hard work, if you need it for kolomod. If you don't need it, aser. What happens if you did and you just ground a little bit extra? You're allowed to keep the extra. You're allowed to chop down trees if you need it for kolomod. If you don't need it, aser. What happens if you cut down as a little extra? You're allowed to make beer if you need it for moid. If you don't need it for kolomod, aser. What happens if you if you put in the beer and there's extra, as long as you're not playing a trick. So, in other words, in all of these things, you're allowed to do plenty and even have, if you have a little extra, that's okay. As long as you didn't deliberately do much more than needed. The more has a question. You can do it for kolomoid if you need it for kolomoid. If, if not, it's tomorrow. Whether you make uh, date beer. Date beer was very popular in those days. That was the that was the common beer actually. That could shake and even barley beer. Alpha Pishlo uh Yasha. What happens if you had old beer? So you're allowed to make the new beer and pretend that I maybe I don't like that old batch so much. I want to have a new batch. Just show some in a cottage. So this seems to say that you could do a little hanky panky, meaning that what you story is you're uh you're a poor person. And uh, you're not so busy, Kolomoid. And uh, you really want to do some business. But to be honest, you've got some barrels of beer down in the basement. So he said over here, you could pretend that you don't have any and make some new beer. And then you can decide whether you're going to drink the new beer or the old beer. So this seems to say you could play the trick. That, that's the question. In other words, before we said you can make beer and have a little extra as long as you're not tricking. And here we seem to say, you can pretend I don't want to use the, ba- the beer in the basement. I want new beer. So can you or can't you? That's the debate. Tanohi. 
In other words, uh, the question of a trick, that's called harama. In other words, can you do a little bit extra? Uh, Tanya, where do we see this debate? No, no tricks. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda says you could do tricks. Rav, he harvested. Shmuel, Shmuel heard. Ikbed, he got upset. He said, you shouldn't have done it. Does Shmuel hold like the just the, that one opinion? The, the Machmer, the more said, Lo, he cut wheat. Wheat can stay on the stalks longer. He didn't have it, wasn't an emergency. Aye, so then why did Rav do it? Uh, he didn't have anything to eat. Aye, uh, how come Shmuel didn't uh, know that? Shmuel, he didn't hear all the details. He just heard that he cut on, he didn't know that Rav was so poor. Inami Adam Or, and again, this was the rule we started the day with. If a rabbi does it, even if he had nothing to eat, guess what? Everybody's going to say it's allowed. Adam Chashev is different. Reb Yehuda Nesia, Nafi Chamersa Medusha. Reb Yehuda, the prince, he went out, Bechamersa de Medusha. He went out. He went out with a ring made of a certain kind of, of metal and uh, almug wood. He, he wore a certain kind of ring on Shabbos. It was questionable whether you could wear such a ring. The Ishti Maya, and he had Starbucks on, uh, on Shabbos. The Ishti Maya de Achim Kalba Armoy. Well, he went to a place of water that was heated by non-Jewish chefs. He stopped during the week. Uh, he went and he had uh, something that was prepared in a non-Jewish place. So Shamar Revami Vikbid. Revami got hurt and he got upset. He, he Again, in Judaism, if somebody doesn't do the halacha, no matter who you are, you're in trouble. <laughs> That's the rule. Even a great person, because what's going on here? So I'm Rev Yosef, my time, why is he upset? If it's because of the ring, he said, you're allowed to carry rings and necklaces and bracelets. That's okay. If it's because he went and he drank the water that was heated up by the non-Jewish people, anything that could be eaten raw, it's not a problem if a non-Jew cooks it. By the way, that is the reason why you're allowed to drink coffee that a non-Jew makes. Even though we normally don't eat cooked food of a non-Jew, the main ingredient of coffee is water, and you can drink water without cooking, so therefore it's not considered bishul akum. Uh, instant coffee is cooked. It's done. It's right, no right. No, so so the, the question here is why is it kosher if it's cooked by a non Jew? Normally, anything cooked by a non Jew is usser. Uh, uh, so, actually making the water hot. Right, actually oh, make the water hot. Yeah, the, you're saying that the coffee itself, because when they made the water, the water technically could have been drunk. If the, if the main ingredient could have been drunk without, uh, then it's okay. Uh, the Samora says, Anam Chashif Shani. No, it's different because it's an Anam Chashif. You can cut down a tree on even though all you need is the, um, is the sawdust. That sounds like very little. You're going to do a lot of work for sawdust, but that's okay. Light allowed by a by curse somebody who did that. He didn't like that halacha. Ravashi Abba Bishlini. He had Havile Abba Bishlina. Let's see. He had uh, a forest in. Um, uh, in a certain place. He had a forest over there. He went there on Cholomoid and uh, cut it. So, uh, yeah. Ravashi, my How could you do it? 
he said, even though we, if, if the reason he did it was we learned that you're allowed to cut down your trees if all you need, even if all you need is the sawdust, but didn't Abaye not agree with that? Abaye cursed anybody who did that. I never heard that. So one view is, oh, I didn't know. The other view is, oh, I didn't agree with him. So again, the question was, um, is it okay to cut down the trees even though you don't need, only need a little bit of the wood? Ishimit Narga. Uh, as he was cutting down the trees, the axe slipped, sakya, and it, it almost cut him in the thighs. Then he decided, I'm not messing with Abaye. He, he quit the job. <laughs> he was going to work on Cholomoyed cutting down the trees, and he almost had an axe, uh, accident. He permitted people to uproot flax and to cut the hop to into and to uproot the sesame seeds. Amalei by the Rav Yosef Bishlei I understand why you could do that on Cholamoy de Chazil Kafifa. You use that. Uh, um, uh, you use that for covering food. Rashi says uh, it's it's used in food preparation and hops also are for beer. You can't have your beer unless you get your hops. El like What are you going to do with sesame in the middle of Cholamoy? The answer is the, the reason why is apparently the sesame has to dry. A little before you can have tchina out of it. So the answer is chazilinizi. You can use the nizi pieces. That some of the sesame is dried out. In other words, it's true when you cut sesame, a lot of it needs to dry. But the the nizoy is like the certain parts that are dried. Uh, there were, he had an orchard that the time for harvest ended up being cholamoid chatfa. So he allowed them to cut it. Lashana next year. Everybody in the city left their orchards to be harvested on Cholamoid. They said, well, the rabbi did it last year, we're doing it this year. So, uh, he gave up his, his orchard that year. He said, I'm not benefiting from it. He said, look, look what happened. <laughs> he gave himself a knas. Correct. We will stop here at the Mishnah. Uh, so, again, this is the question on Cholamoid. When to allow, when not to allow. Have a great day, everybody.